Dear King, what is going on? Like, honestly, what is going on in the world today? So many questions that need answers, but more than that, so many people that need healing. So many lessons that need to be learned and shared. Partner with me, oh Father, in this journey of discovery. On behalf of myself and the royals, heal us, restore us, make us new. And we'll be faithful to tell the world that you did it. Sealed with love, Pia. of Dear King, the podcast. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I hope you are wonderful, fantastic, extraordinary. If this is your umpteenth episode, I am so happy that you are back to join me. I'm glad that something I said inspired you or encouraged you. And so here you are. Listen, if this is your first time, welcome, friend. I hope I say something to encourage you to welcome you back next week. Y'all, I forgot that Veterans Day was coming up, so I didn't give a shout-out to the veterans last week, but I do want to take the time to do that right now. So, thank you so much to the veterans. Thank you very much for your service. I do hope that you enjoy some much-needed time uh, to rest, some time to yourself, some time to reflect, some time to heal, and um, I hope you were appreciated during your season. So, you know what? I am just so excited about the comments and all of the engagement I've been getting on social media. So I really hope that you guys continue that throughout the weeks. I love to hear back from my homies, the royals, my sisters and brothers in Christ. So please keep that up. And right now, I'm going to get into our royal roll call. Shout out to my good sis, Teresa Allen. I saw her over the weekend, and she was just so encouraging. She had caught up on the season and really talked about how much this podcast had blessed her during um, a really challenging season for her. So we're continuing to pray for you, sis. But I want to show you some love because you have always served me and my family. So please go out and support my sis's business. If you are in the greater Los Angeles area, she is a caterer. She does meal prepping. And the food is absolutely phenomenal. Um, You can check her out on Instagram at Jeweled Creations with a Z. That's J-E-W-E-L-E-D-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-Z on Instagram. And show her some love. Support her. The food is great. I promise you, you don't always want to cook. I use her for a lot of date nights. It's amazing. So shout out to you, Teresa. And I have some birthdays that I have to shout out. My good sis Amber's birthday was this past Sunday. Happy birthday, sis. I love you. Today is actually um, my best friend's little baby daughter's birthday. So happy birthday, Layla. And then Minister Karen had a birthday last week, but she'll be celebrating soon. So I can't wait to celebrate with you at your birthday party. Thank you so much for always supporting me in everything that I do. And I hope that I am returning the favor in some way in your life, sis. You really, really are a jewel for the kingdom. Love you, love you, love you, love you. All of you. 
Shout out to the Royals for listening, for showing love. I just want to take this time during the Royal Roll Call to always acknowledge those who love me back. That concludes the Royal Roll Call. All you have to do to be a part of this is show some love during the week or be doing something well, and I will shout you out here on the podcast. If you know someone that deserves to be shouted out, be sure to email me at DearKingPodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at DearKingPodcast. All right, y'all know what's next. These are things you should and should not do. You should know your friends. Pray. Pray, okay? These are the facts. These are my facts. Not to be confused with take your girl to court facts, okay? I got a new mortgage. I got people um, that counting on me. I don't need no smoke. But these are facts that I believe that you should take heed to, and here they are. This week's facts is brought to you by your restaurant staff. So this past weekend, I went out with friends to a restaurant and decided to share some of the things I think you should do when you are going out to eat. This will make it most enjoyable, but also make it easy on your server. Number one, show up together and on time. If there is a reservation, be early for the reservation. Running late may cause the entire group to have to wait outside in the cold because most places won't seat you unless the entire party is present. Preview the menu ahead of time. In today's time, you are likely to have to view the menu on your phone anyway. Number three, Call your waiter by their name. They offer their name for this purpose. They are serving you. This shows a level of respect that will influence them to serve you better. Number four, count up your costs as you order. Then add tax. Then add gratuity. I feel like we spend just as much time as eating as we do passing the bill around to everybody to see what their tab should be. Y'all. Get it together. Just know what you ordered, know how much it costs, and cough up the coins, okay? And lastly, if you can't afford gratuity, you can't afford to eat out. Cook at home. People wait on you. People deal with your attitude. They deal with your complicated orders. They serve you well. They make sure your food is hot. If you don't like it, they get it changed out for you. Sometimes, if they feel like they made a mistake, they end up comping some stuff. They celebrate your birthdays, come over and clap, sing happy birthday, and then you don't want to tip them. It's insane. So if you can't afford to give somebody a worthy tip, then don't go out to eat. These are the facts. I hope you run with them. Here's the thing. During this pandemic, people's faith has been tested like never before. There are many people who are seriously wondering, where is God? And if there is a God, what does he say about this? Why has he allowed so much suffering and to last as long as it has? The truth, there absolutely undoubtedly is a God, and no man knows the complete mind of God. It reminds me of a story in the Bible that philosophers and Bible scholars love to debate. What did Jesus write on the ground when the woman was thrown at his feet? This is among the list of questions that are sure to enter the gates of heaven, along with how did the fruit taste to Eve? And what made Samson lay his head in that woman's lap after she repeatedly set him up? Questions that need answers. But the question I'm hearing more often now than ever is, why can't I do what they do? 
Questions posed by people trying their best to do good and follow God, but are watching other people prosper doing things outside of the will of God. Y'all know what's out here in these streets. Unemployment fraud, insurance fraud, looting, and all the things. These people who may claim to believe in God or those who absolutely do not. I always have the same answer, but I pull some scriptures to help us focus on us for a moment and not the ones seemingly living their best lives. My first response is always, what are you willing to lose to gain? Both Satan and the Father are asking for the same things, and if you are not careful, their promises are seemingly the same as well. Let's take it back to the garden. Genesis 2, 16 through 17. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Genesis 3, 1 through 4. Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. Now, I am not going to get caught up on who was wrong between them. That's Mary Folk's business. I just want us to pay closer attention to what God's intention was versus the devil's intention. God desired for Adam and Eve to be with him for all of eternity. He didn't want a single day to pass that humans were not in community with him. In the center of the garden was also the tree of life. From this tree, they could have everlasting life. So then if God wants us in his presence for all eternity, what does Satan want? The same thing. Since the day he was kicked out of heaven and promised the lake of fire, he has been searching the earth for whom he may devour and who will join him for all eternity. Here, Adam and Eve had death and life laid before them. Every time I read the story, I plead with them to choose differently like a movie I've seen over and over again. I know the outcome. They choose ultimate knowledge and death and lost the garden and eternal life. You can never measure the consequences of your actions, good or bad, beforehand. Even if you are given a prison sentence by a judge, you have no idea how those days are going to actually feel or the suffering that might await you. We are all making decisions based on what we have and what we know at the time. So here's what I know. It's not beneficial to give the flesh everything it desires. Seriously, I desire at least eight different types of food in a day, which includes cookies, cakes, and pies. Oh, my. If you've seen any of my content, then you know, like the folks in the South would say, I'm a healthy girl. Nice and plump. I got like that by giving into my body and what it wanted and not what it needed. I sat out way too many PE periods in school, and before I knew it, I was an overweight adult. It is far easier and enjoyable to put the weight on than it is to get it off. And this is true for the spirit man. There's a war at play for you. You are that important to both God and Satan. People say the devil don't care about you, but he absolutely does. 
He cares that God loses you. He cares that you live a life that attracts others to his way and away from the promises so you can suffer the same way he does. It is true what they say, whoever they are. Misery loves company. Galatians 5 tells us that if we follow our human desires into sinful behavior, we will not inherit what is due us. You can believe in God and confess him and make it to heaven, but you will be tormented and lose the kingdom of God here on earth. Satan asked Jesus to bow down to him in the garden, and he would give him the earth. He was not bluffing. He is the prince of the earth. He can do what God allows him to do. He can give you a measure of success in exchange for your deeds for him. But you won't be able to count up the costs until it's too late. If God has use for you in the earth, you will always be caught red-handed. Your crew may be having a good time, but you will be sick as a dog. God recklessly chases those he can use. He won't apologize for that, and he has a blessing to match. Let me pray for you. Father God, we just love you so much for being so faithful, for recklessly loving us, for chasing us down. No matter the choices that sit before us, God, you are faithful to wait on us to choose you. You're such a gentleman, God, in that you come in a whisper and not in a loud, nagging voice to convince us to do otherwise. Lord God, I believe that you are planting people around the nation that will draw people closer to your vision for their lives, people that will bless those who need it, people that will be instruments used by you to bless those who are in need so that they don't have to make decisions and choices that are compromising to their identity and their identity in Christ, that they don't have to weigh their options of whether or not they should do good or bad, but that they just know that they can sit and rest in confident hope in you, that your promises are yes and amen, and you will provide. Let us be confident in knowing that doing your will for our lives, following the footsteps laid before us by Christ, would land us provision all the time that will never lack, that we will always remain the head and not the tail. Help us to get it done. God, it's not easy. It's not easy to be around all of these influences that would do things to cheat the system and do things that may not be evil but are just a little less integral. Um, sometimes the choice is not black and white. Sometimes there's gray areas for us as humans. And so we just need your help, your discernment to be able to identify what's your will for our lives. And then I ask God that you pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive so that they, so that we become clearer for the next time which way we should go. And so, God, I'm counting on you to do it like you've done it before. Over and over again, God, show us your will. Show us your way. Let us be confident in our identity in you. And we'll be careful to give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you are my friend and not a royal, and that just means that you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, you haven't accepted his free gift and the pardon of your sins, and you want to make that step today, Something I said encouraged you to want to try God, try it his way. I want to extend him to you today. It's real simple. You just need to say this prayer with me, and you can say it anywhere, wherever you're listening. Just say, Dear Lord, thank you for loving me first. 
I believe you sent Jesus here to live, to die, and then to raise him up again just for me. I accept his free gift. I'm asking you to come into my life, change me, restore me, and make me new. Today, I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, that is the most amazing decision you could have ever made for your life. And listen, today is the first day of the best days of your life. If you want to have more information on the decision that you just made, please reach out to me at DearKingPodcast at gmail.com. I want to resource you and give you a big virtual hug and tell you just how much God loves you. And you do not have to do this alone. I am here for you. You are royal, and we royals stick together, okay? And for all the royals, you know what I've been trying to do this season is to give you a word to hold on to for the rest of the week. So today's word is, what God has for me is for me, and it is more than enough. Again, what God has for me is for me, and it is more than enough. Yes, say that. I'm so proud of you guys. Listen, I'm going to get out of here, but I love, love, love you. Please show your girls some love this week on the socials. I'm racking it up. I'm sending out content for you guys to encourage you, to uplift you. Make sure you check out the stories at Dear King Podcast on Instagram because every single morning I show up for you. I send you the prayer from the YouVersion Bible app and I ask you a question to prompt you to think on the things of God and how he can enter into your day. And you know I love my worship music, so it's always featuring a little, little song for you. So make sure you tap into the stories. And I just want to hear from you. So if you need my advice, you have a prayer request, you just got your salvation today, and you want to talk to me, make sure you email me at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, the bulk of my royals are listening on Apple Podcasts. And so if you are listening at Apple Podcasts, please, please, please like us, leave a little comment or review, give us the stars that you think we deserve so that we can get more recognition on that platform. The majority of you guys are listening over there, so help your girl out and do that for me, please. Okay? I love you big. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, goodbye, Royals. <laughs>